the moment you understand what God's phone number is Ooh. and you know how to dial it every time, which is through prayer, which is through when you read the Bible, it's not just words. It's, it's a dialogue between you and God and you know how to dial that every time. Guess what? There's no more random chance of you picking up that phone and hearing or not hearing the word. That's how I see it as you dial God's number, you do these things, you have a conversation and you just listen. And it's not audible every time, but it'll be something that's subconsciously planted that when six months come in the future, mm. you're like, that's what God told me at that yeah. moment. Yeah, amen. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, it's Emily here, and I am so excited to come to you today for a faith-based episode. I have received countless DMs, whether it be Facebook, on the podcast, on Instagram, asking so many questions about faith, so many questions about God, and I figured why not have this open conversation open dialogue. I brought my love, my partner in life, Jake, here with me today. So we could kind of banter back and forth and really talk about our faith journeys from our perspective. Our mission here today is to serve you, to remind you that you are worthy and to really share with you an experience and encounter that we both had that has impacted our lives in ways that honestly, are very hard to articulate. So we're just going to dive in and welcome to the show. Yeah, Jake, you, thanks for being here. Oh, you know, anytime you invite me on this, even though we see each other 24-7, this is, it's special. And when you were sharing your heart about what you wanted to do today and how you saw all these DMs come in, I just was like, this is, this is who you are. You're a special woman that really wants to serve, especially in the spiritual mm -hmm. side. So I think it's going to be a special one today. Thank you. And I, you know, I believe, and you know this about me, like if, if you have anything in life that helps you, a fitness program, a health regime, a, 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 a therapist, a, anybody, I always want to share it with people, a sale on a certain type of clothes. And so why wouldn't I take my faith practices mm. And why wouldn't I share that? And, and that is the conviction that I've had on my heart. It's like, why am I keeping this from people? Right. And, you know, I believe like when you follow obedience and, and this is me just like following, you know, God is telling me to share this and I cannot be silent any longer. And I've, you know this, I've always yeah. been outspoken about my faith. Yeah, but not, I've, not always though. That's, yeah. that's the key though. You've come very outspoken lately, but you've come through a process which maybe someone's listening right now. They were 
you were of faith and you believed, but you weren't as outspoken as you are today because you're a whole different woman than even like even a year ago. Well, thank and you. I think people need to understand that because you're coming here today because you've had this journey. But hopefully if someone leaves this 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 interview, this conversation today, they can maybe compress that whole timeline of what mm -hmm. they could go through and start being more outspoken. So I'm really excited to see what you have on your heart and your spirit because this is not a normal thing you would you would have done before, but I think this is going to be more normal now. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what he really means by that is I've always loved God. And, 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 and I, I think we should just take it to my faith story. Yeah. You know, as a young girl, I grew up in a Catholic family that sometimes practiced, sometimes didn't. Um, but, you know, I was raised by a single mom. I was alone most of the time growing up. And there was times where my mom would get abused. There was turbulence in our home. But I always had a strange connection to the light. I always had this like inner knowing. And I didn't really know what that was. And growing up, like we would randomly go to Catholic church services where you stand up, sit down, take communion, but I didn't really understand what was going on. I, it felt cold to me. And I went through like first communion and I did all those things, but I still didn't understand it's a relationship with your father. I didn't, I didn't, it, it didn't resonate with me. And I so desired a father because I didn't have one, you know, and it wasn't until the neighbor lady brought me to, uh, it was actually a Baptist church and took me to vacation Bible schools, like a, a week long thing. She came over, like brought me a dress to wear, you know, cause I pretty much just wore hand-me-down clothes at that point. She braided my hair in French braids and took me to this vacation Bible school. And that's really where something was like changing. And I think I was in first or second grade and I was like, well, what is this, you know? And then she brought me my first Bible, and it was like that that moment, that person, that neighbor yeah. who just saw a little orphan spirit, if you will, and came to help, did wonders on me. And then, you know, throughout school and growing up, I always believed in God. I would go to like Wednesday night Bible study, worship, but I never really was like, sold out. Yeah. So there's like a difference. Yes, there, there's difference. like, I believe in God, of course. Yeah. Believe versus prayers. commit. Believe versus commit. And so I never really like fully committed. And what committing is, is like abiding by the, the rules of, of the Bible. It's, it's, it's like, not just like, oh, I'm going to leave these ones out and pick these ones. Yeah. And it's a whole different thing. And so you know, throughout my entrepreneurship journey, anybody that knows me knows I've spoken about God and I've always loved God. And, 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 and even through speaking, um, through, you know, we all have fear, I've always used God to help and mitigate that fear to, and, and to also channel and, and to have him speak to me and through me. And I've always like literally done that for as long as I can remember mm -hmm. speaking. It's, it's truly been the, th the thing that's helped hand. me. Yeah. 
Um, but then, you know, this past year, I don't know what happened. It was just like, it was just like a series of events that made me realize that I wasn't truly committed. Yeah. And it was like realizing that I need to die to myself and, and to, it, it was like this line of like self-serving stuff, being this independent woman, not letting love in, not living the right way, not committing. And I just found myself in the middle. Mm. And that's when, you know, God sent me angels and people that really woke me up to, yes, I know you love God, yeah. but there's a whole different thing when you live your life fully trusting God and, 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 and like giving your life to him. And that's when everything changed, you know? That's so beautiful. So good to hear that. And, you know, I just, I mean, I just, my, my spirit gets moved every time hearing that. And you know that even if we're on front of camera or, you know, private, just you and I, like, you know how much that means and how much we, we are connected ever since you've made that shift. Um, a couple of things I do want to add, you know, because this is interesting and later maybe I'll talk about my story and the reason why we're doing this, it's very conversational. You know, this is just for you. Maybe right now you're listening and you already know, like how Emily described, you know, God, you believe in God, but are you committed? And there's a difference between that. And do you have a relationship or are you in rituals with him? Mm. And there's a difference. Yeah. And you know, you described yourself as this this uh, this little girl going to to Catholic church, and this isn't just only pertaining to Catholic church. This is any mm -hmm. uh, denomination or, or belief. Is that you were going there and just doing like you described these rules? You were following protocol. You were you were just being told what to do. How the heck are you supposed to even know as a kid? like anything different. And the thing is, I was going with people that were told what to do, but then when they would go home, they would get blackout drunk, yeah. they would ha have infidelity, they would not be the very nicest of people. So I think my example, yes. it was like so mixed. It but, was but so here's here's the why they were here's the reason why they were like that. My assumption is is that because even them it was just passed down to follow these standards, these rules is that, like I mentioned, there's a difference between rules versus relationship. And some of us, we might not be seven years old, right? We might be 17, 27, 47, but we still might be in that infancy stage of us going in and thinking that this relationship with God is just following a bunch of rules. Right. And that's why we don't maybe feel connected. Yeah. And our goal here today is to share how we found more of a relationship with God. And that's why we're so mm -hmm. devote to it. It's not because we want to achieve something more in this standards. Right. That's the cool thing about, yeah. you know, for us, the Holy Spirit and with Jesus is, it's the only known thing out there of all these different beliefs where you cannot earn your way up to Christ. You cannot earn yeah. your way up to salvation. Yeah. You've already you can't You it. can't take it off. That, and then... <laughs> It's like my achievers. Yeah. Uh, speaking from an achiever perspective, that it's like, no, you're already saved. You're already whole. And and here's the thing. And we were talking about this. Like I grew up 
living in shame and not even because of what I did because of my circumstances. And so, and I think a lot of women live in shame and it's like, no, you're forgiven. Like you are enough. You are enough. And it's like, I think that's probably the number one thing when I talk to people that and, and not having confidence, but it's like, if you put your trust in God, he, he will, he will heal you. He will cleanse you from all those impurities. And you're not your past circumstances. You're not. And, and I, I, I just like, I didn't know, I didn't know all that growing up and it took me through pursuing a relationship with him through him and not, not rule. So I, I want to know though, like, and I think people would be interested in, you know, our relationship. And so for you, like, tell us a little bit of your faith background. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So very similar. So I grew up in Hawaii, right? So I think some of us know that already. Aloha. Yeah. (laughs) And same thing. I, my parents were, uh, Christian and you know, but they just went to church on Sunday and I love my parents, right? It's not to talk down on them. Right. But all I knew was like Sundays and and it was boring and all these things, but I would still go. And I actually got exposed to some little men's uh, youth group, not men's group, youth groups, which was fun because my friends went, right? So because we went there, then we're reading the Bible and I'm like, like, it was so hard. I just remember like (laughs) imagining revelations we would I'll be like, I want to read Revelations, right? Because I was like, this is crazy. And I, my, my imagination is going so wild. And I'm like, how does this even make sense? Um, but, you know, I, I fell off the wagon in high school because what happened is in my journey, when I lost 40 pounds going from seventh grade to eighth grade and found my confidence in myself, I started to get like a little too significant in myself. I was focusing on myself. This is the first time I felt good. So I actually just like, yeah, I'm basketball. You know, focusing on getting fit. I don't, this church thing doesn't matter. And what was so cool is every single year, uh, my sister, she was, she got really devote because her volleyball coach was a pastor. And so that influenced her and she became super devote. She invited me to church camp every single year. And my excuse was, is I couldn't go because I had a basketball camp the same exact week. And I felt good about that. I didn't want to go to this. It was weird. Yeah. And the one year, it was my sophomore year of high school. It was different weeks. And I was like, and she influenced me. You know, we talk about the blueprint, the human influence. She influenced me. She's like, this cool guy is going to be there. You know, that guy, he's going to be there. And I'm like, all right, let me go check it out. Over those couple days, this is actually, I didn't even think about this when I, when I, I just, we talk about this power of immersion. Because I was immersed in that church camp, because I was around all these other people, they were all praising in the front every night during music and worship. Yeah. And, you know, people were saying, God spoke to me. And I'm like, what? Like, what does this mean? It's like a big, loud, like, trembling right. noise. Like, what's happening? And, but after day one, I'm sitting in the back. Day two, I'm interested. I'm talking to people. Day three, I'm up there worshiping. Day four, they have uh, a baptism for the first time ever of all these church camps. And I was like, I want to get baptized. But I don't want to do it just because everyone else is doing it. Mm. And I remember that was so vividly clear in my head. And so it was at the pool at this up is up in the mountains in Maui is awesome. And um, and all these kids were jumping in. I'm like, you know, this is just me back then. I wouldn't judge this now. But like, oh, that kid's just doing it because, you know, everyone else is doing it. Blah, 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 blah. In my head, I'm like, I'm only going to do this if God wants me to do this. 
And so I'm sitting over by myself while everyone's in the pool. And I pray, and I've been praying, but I've never prayed for God to speak to me before. And I never knew what that meant. And I said, I was like, God, I was like, I'm so grateful for all this. Like, I was like, God, if this is my time to commit to you, you know, and, and go all in. And I said some other words and all that, but I just was like, God, then, then I don't know what it means for you to speak to me, but speak to me. And I said, in, in Jesus' name, amen. And I sat there, and literally 10 seconds later, this woman came up, one of the, the parents of, uh, of one of my friends. I was like, Jake, are you going in? She was like, Jake, oh you got my gosh. it. Like, oh my gosh, like, I just see it in you. Like, you know, she's pouring life into me. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And she goes away. And then literally two other people come up, Jake, come on now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it didn't hit me at the moment. And then the pastor literally, this was, he was doing this for an hour, nothing. He's the one doing the, the, um, the baptism. He comes up. The dunking. Me, the dunking. Yeah. And he comes up and he's like, He's like, brother Jake, you know, he's a Hawaiian. Yeah. Brother Jake, come on, you anointed my brother, come on. And I'm like, all right, I cannot deny that. I went in there, I, I got baptized. And that in that moment, I realized is that's how God speaks to you. Some people can maybe audibly hear God, but most times God mm. speaks through other people. He does. And that was my sign right there. And that just set me off on this whole path of, of pursuing God. But guess what? Through college, I had idle years. It's not like I went down the deep end and crazy and all that. Yeah. You know, but I had idle years and I would have good years. And the the funny thing to kind of wrap this all up is after I graduated college, it was just kind of idle. Like I was like, I knew God. There was no commitment. Completely relate to the idle thing. The moment I committed to entrepreneurship, which for me was becoming a personal trainer, I left nursing to become a personal trainer. Because I started to find that alignment with my passion I started to have more excitement to dive into God's word, to listen to Christian like worship, to, to go and, and, and learn from different people that were teaching me the word. And it wasn't because I was trying to pursue God, it's because I was pursuing my calling, which then allowed me to see who God is. Mm. And that's where maybe I, I wanted to uncover here for more people today is, you know, are you on your calling right now? Because if you're not, then maybe that's why you're also not feeling so connected to God. Maybe you've been pushing away your calling, which also means you're pushing away God. It's so, I mean, it's so true. You know, we all, or if you don't know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, without a vision, the people will perish. And I think when you don't have a vision, then you're constantly distracted. And when you have a vision, it's, it's spiritual. It's, there's a momentum to it. There's, a creation phase to it. And I think that so many people don't have a vision, AKA or or a purpose, right? And so if you don't have a vision for your life, I think that's when we start to feel like, well, what am I doing? What's all this for? There's no, there's no cause. There's no fight. There's, there's no reason to want to get up early or, or, you know, discipline yourself. And so you just kind of say yes to everything, even though it doesn't get you closer to really anywhere. You're, you're, you're merely existing. And I just think that the two go hand in hand so beautifully. And I believe that when God is number one, and, and we'll talk about this, how you can seek him and build this into your life, just like you do working out and, and all the morning routines and the night routines and all that. But I just believe, and it says this in the Bible, like he will direct your footsteps. Yeah. 
And so, you know, how has that played into your life? Like, you know, especially lately. And I would love for you to talk about lately because like you said, you were on Idol. Totally. But when I met you, when I met you, uh, a reason that I really liked you is because of your character and because you, you loved God and you weren't like so many of the other guys that I tried mm-hmm. to date in LA, just being honest, you know, there was substance to you. Yeah. And I actually, if you don't know this, I went to Malibu on January 1st and it was like after a couple years of dating in LA and I just was like, I am so done. I would rather be single. Like I cannot do this. And I wrote out. Glad you waited. I wrote out the attributes I wanted in a guy. And number one was, loves God. Loves God because that that's got to be number one. And then I met you one month later. Seriously, you couldn't make this up. Right. Couldn't make this up. It's such a great question. I want to ping off of what you were talking about, vision, really quick. And this actually just was a download to me here. You know, besides. Jesus being the greatest gift that God has ever given us. Do you know what the second gift is? What? It's your imagination. Oh. You know why? Why? Because your imagination allows you to be the next closest thing and, and, and closer to God because it's the idea of creation, mm. right? Because what you can perceive, your imagination, we, we create. Everything has been imagined at one point, so we are made in the image of God. And so the moment you start cutting off your imagination, the moment you start cutting off who you are, and what you can become, you're also cutting yourself off from God. Mm. And you know who does that is is the is the devil, is the mm. opposite, is the forsaken one, right? Is that devil or the, the Satan means the adversary. That literally Satan's not the name. Lucifer is the name, right? I, mean, I just love this type of this understanding. The Satan means the adversary. Anything that is not of God. That's why it's the complete opposite. Mm. So if you cut off your imagination, if you feel like you're done with life, you're in your 40s, you're also cutting yourself off from God. And it's not a good thing mm. to do. And I just wanted to add that in because maybe that could spark some imagination for people here. Oh, I love it. You know, and um, to to answer that with how do we walk moving forward? Well, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, no, I want to know how did you evolve? How did I evolve? Yeah. How did I evolve? Well, I was always committed to waiting for the right woman, and. You know, even up to the point where we met, like I would date very, very, like very few people. I wouldn't even, you know what would happen is because I had this vision, I was like, I'm going to find the right woman until I get married. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold on. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't date throughout college. I had like one or two girlfriends and it was like a month or two because what would happen? I'm like, oh, she's not the one, but I'm really lonely and I'm struggling and all these, yeah. other, my, 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 my teammates are all with these women, but I want to hold strong. So it was like this pull and push and and it wasn't fun i wouldn't i'll be real it wasn't fun like having to deal with that but what i was committed to is working on myself especially when i found entrepreneurship continually becoming the best version myself and then hopefully finding a way i could find an incredible woman where she meets what i call it was like my triad which you hit all three of these was your triad it was like do tell i was, what like, is it, triad? I was, like, I was like if we if we what? pull this down it was after i really realized what the triad was when i met you i was like okay she she's got to be you know first off she like let's be real she's got to be gorgeous i got to be attracted to her you know she's got to be beautiful attraction you yeah. know i i want to see a lifelong attraction with this woman yeah right it's not just temporary the second thing is, is 
that she, I want her to be aligned with me in like the success, like, like, like she needs to be driven. Doesn't mean we have to be the exact same thing. I didn't think there would be something that's like basically a reflection of me. Like it's, that's where it blew We're me away. Eight I want her to be successful. I don't want her to be just like, a, you know, yeah. just doing her little small things. And there's nothing to that. But that was for what I wanted. But the third and most important was she's got to love God. And so I was in this compromise of, you know what? I think I'm just going to wait for, I think I'm going to find a beautiful woman who loves God. And hey, maybe she's just doing this role, which is okay. But she's not like going to be on stages all over the world. I was like, there's no way. Because there is a woman. You wanted this is what you wanted. You had a, or you had a, your imagination, you had a vision of someone because you're so mission driven. And I think anybody listening to this, you, if you follow us at all, you know that we are insanely mission driven and that's not normal. Our life isn't normal and it's not ever going to be normal. And so you really wanted a partner who also was a visionary. Yeah that got that life of servitude, got that life of creating companies and empires, got that life of like, I'll pick up the slack too, you know? I wanted that, but I started losing hope that that would ever be a thing. And I was like, what, 23 or 24? Like, it was, yeah, losing you know, hope. I was like losing hope. Oh, come right? on. I don't... But I was like, because I was waiting for the right one. So yeah. I was like, time was ticking. And, uh, and so and you defied all of those. I literally like met you and I got to know you. And I, you know, within a week we went to the moon with our, with our connection and our love. But like, I was like, holy crap, she's all three. I was like, I didn't, I couldn't even, that's the, that's the beautiful thing about God. And this quote sticks with me so well, is that if you can imagine it, then it is not big enough and it's not God's ability to work on that. God works in you when it's so big out of your imagination that you have to trust in it because it's inconceivable. That's why it's a God thing. Because if you can imagine it and it happens, that's great, but it might be easy for yourself to give the credit. Mm -hmm. But for you, I couldn't even imagine you. I, I couldn't even imagine you and that's why it was a God thing. Everything worked out the way it was yeah. a God thing. So I, I share all that because... I was waiting in that moment to, to meet someone like you. I was working on myself so I could be equipped. And I'll tell you this as well, for everyone to hear, personal development matters. I, I see it as the best combo to become superhuman is to have very high quality personal development working on yourself, but also very high quality connection to the spiritual, especially with the Holy Spirit. If you're all this and not this, you're going to be empty inside. Yeah. But if you're all of this without personal development, what happens is you couldn't be your absolute best. Because yeah. let's be real, there's very spiritually connected people that still have limiting beliefs and they don't know how to work on it. They're going to be capped. Yeah, and I think it's there's so much ego. A lot of ego. It's, it becomes self, 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 self-serving. When it's personal development it, and no, it's, no it's spiritual. It's so self-serving. Yeah. And you'll hear personal development people. And I'm all about, listen, don't separate. Like, I'm all about taking care of yourself. And and anybody knows me. Sleeping and yeah. all the things. Get your sleep, all of it. But I think it becomes so selfish and self-centered. And it's 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 not for others anymore. If you don't have a guide, which I yeah. think of Jesus being the guide, yeah. you know, and then you become selfless and, and it just flips the script. And I think once you see and feel what we're talking about and you have a relationship with God, you really see clearly who's living, you know, with, with the intention to serve, to love, who's living based yeah. on those standards and who's living for self. And it just becomes like, 
like I don't honestly even want to read the books of people that aren't in alignment with my belief system or, yeah. you know, I don't want to go to their conferences or I don't want to lay on the cars constantly or show my body 24 seven on Instagram. Like, and I listen, I'm all about those things, but I just feel like in the personal development world, in the business world, if you don't have a foundation that is bigger than you and it's solid, then watch out because it could very quickly become quicksand. Yeah, it's so good. I feel like, you know, I feel like we do need to dive into some very specifics on this because the purpose on why we're doing this is to really help maybe someone that's listening and either they 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 are knowing of God, right? Maybe they've kind of like either put it off to the side or they're open, you know, maybe there's these, all these other beliefs. They don't know like what's mm -hmm. the truth. Or maybe there's someone that's um, pretty committed and in a relationship with, with Jesus, but they don't know how to incorporate that into their, yeah. their lives. Yeah, like, let's, let's do let's yeah, do this. Because I love this. Because stuff. it's like, okay, so let's take this. Someone's listening right now and they're like, listen, I, I, I want to do this. I love God. Um, what have you done to go to the another level. So back to my original question that you kind of digressed from. Yeah. Okay. Like how did you, right, how, conversation. how did you go to the nether, the next level? Okay. I love it. And, and why was it because you're like, I want to be a future good husband. Yeah. Was it because you're like, I see differently. It's like me. Yeah. It was like, it was foggy and now it's clear, mm. you know, and, and, and then from that, let's talk about what can someone do to grow their faith, just like you grow your biceps, how is someone gonna grow their faith? So good. Well, I feel like those kind of combine together. So when I wanted to get to the next level, especially with my faith walk, for me personally, I am more of an analytical, uh, I'm a strategist. You are a strategist. So when I, <laughs> The, one of the biggest, you know, it's, it's just like in sales, you have all these objections. And if you don't know the answers to the objections, you start to lose faith in your own product, your own service. Well, there is a lot of questions and un, unanswered objections in the Bible. And I feel like we just got to debunk this because I, to, for me to grow further in my faith, I needed to understand the science, the truth, the reality, not just that I have to believe in this, this God that I, I somewhat yeah. feel, but I actually had walls up because I was like, am I believing in a fairy tale yeah. or am I believing in something bigger? So when I started to understand the truth, which I, I would love to share some of the things that I found out. I, I want to know this because... There is so many spiritual things out there in the world of spiritual. Yeah. And so you being more analytical brained, what did you do to find the evidence that you were looking for? Oh, there's so much, so many books out there. There's one that stands out that I'll share shortly after I give what I've learned from this book. But I had to first find out, I was like, you know, the big thing is, is like, is the Bible, what is the Bible? Right. And like people are like, oh, it's, you know, like some feel good book. Like even people that believe in God, they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's like this book that has really good morals and stories. And a lot of the stuff they teach in there is taught in all these other wise books and all that. And, and yes, there are some different principles that are taught in many different areas. But we have to realize that the roots that come down from those those fruits, the root is completely unique to any other root. Right. The core mm. values and beliefs right? It's completely different. And that's how it should be, 
right? Any belief has its core values. Yes, it might say multiple places, you know, uh, treat, treat others as you would want to treat yourself, the golden rule. Oh, this book says it, that book, great. But what's the value in the core of that? And we're like, oh, this is completely different. And we have to realize that the, the Bible, especially the New Testament, the New Testament, when I heard this, it just blew me away. The New Testament is not this embellished, you know, feel good, let's go, like, you know, <laughs> believe in this man, Jesus, that we're trying to all promote. The Bible is, the New Testament in particular, is truly eyewitness testimonies. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really read yeah. the Bible, especially Matthew, Mark, Luke, Which and John. Which we have been. We, we read every night. We just finished with Matthew. If you yeah. read those, this is not them telling stories. This is them providing eyewitness accounts of what they've seen when they were following either directly with this man named Jesus from Nazareth, whether you believe him as your savior or not, or uh, they, they were t testifying what happened after mm. his quote-unquote resurrection, if you believe it or not. Just knowing that alone, it changes the narrative because sometimes people just call it a fairy tale because they're too afraid to actually read it. Then they read it and they're like, wow, this is actually, mm. some places are really boring. Yes, because it's yeah. a testimony. They're not trying to make it feel good. Right. So when I started to understand, I was like, gosh, I actually have now something to further look into and not think it's just some sort of feel-good story. That was the first step. The second step is this idea of absolute truth. And is there a thing called absolute truth in this universe? And some people, most people probably listening, like, yeah, of course there's absolute truth. Okay, great. Some people will be like, no, there's, there, everything is just relative, right? There's many different um, theorists and people that say everything is relative. But are you absolutely sure that everything's relative? Because if you're preaching that everything's relative, how can we be absolutely sure and absolutely true? Because what if your things are relative? Right. It's just a paradoxical thing. So when you really boil it down, we all have to understand that there's absolute truth in this world. And what does that mean? If there's truth, then there's... If it's not true, it's false. False. And this is where we start to have this binary approach where not everything's binary in this world, but if something's true, there also has to be something false. Mm. If something's good, there has to be something bad. Right. Right? And when we start to understand that, then we can maybe start to get a little more belief on if everything is what's being said in the Bible is supposedly true, whether you believe it or not, there's just it's claimed to be true. The word of God, everything is of the God, of God's word. Then that means that if it's true, then not everything else can be true as well. Mm. But if it's false, then fine. Then maybe there is some truth out there. But if we just believe everything is just relative and all that, then we're going to be just wish washing. That look, our society is kind of like that today. Oh, for we sure. We don't know what to believe. Oh, and when people have been. You know, I hear people, I've been burned by the church. I've been burned by religion. And we're not talking about religion. We're, we're talking about a relationship with Father God. And the problem right? with that is they get burned by the people, not by God. Mm, so true. That's a big difference to make. And I'm sure there's some, been some terrible things people have gone through because of religious purposes. But I'll tell you right now. Do not justify the, the, the human's deceit and human's act of whoever that was for God's yeah. divine love and truth. Yeah, so and that's true. why it's so important to read the Bible for yourself. Because when you read the Bible for yeah. yourself, you get direct connection to God. And mm -hmm. you're not going through someone who's now uh, uh, perverting what the word of God truly right. is. 
Okay, so you did this discovery. Did yeah. you, is, so is there a book you read or? Yeah, I know I could go on and on yeah. with this. So this book, I highly recommend this book for every person that's on a pursuit to understand what is real and what is not. It's called, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Okay. Okay, so we'll link By, that in the show Yeah, now. Norman Geisler. Okay, okay, well, we'll link that up. Now, what is, I, I love that. So figuring out that, figuring out like your, your more, your brain, your mind that needs those facts. What other things have you built in your life to grow your faith? Ooh, so I know I could go on for a while on, on that topic here. But what I will say is once you start to understand that section, the analytical side, understand that the Bible has truth in it. It is the truth, right? If you want to take that, you have, sometimes we have to go on our own journey, right? I did my journey. That's why I'm even more proud of what I believe. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in some sort of uh, foundationless uh, belief. It has deep foundations. But after that, you have to have actual systems, just like in business. And for me, one of the first systems, even when I wasn't committed as much and I was still trying to figure myself out, was I started to habit stack, combining personal development with spiritual side, I started to habit stack my prayers. And what do I mean by that is before I really found connection with God, I was still praying before every meal because I realized that if I could just pray for every meal, even if it's five, 10 seconds, yeah. it could start to connect me more with my faith, yeah. even though maybe I don't know exactly what it's doing. Mm -hmm. And so what I would do before every meal is I would just, I would sit there and I would sit there and I would, I would pray. And what that was doing in my brain, and this is for maybe someone that doesn't feel as connected with God, is I, I saw a study that was done on the power of words, right? So whether it's spiritual or not, the power of words really creates a difference in the molecule shape of, of water. So they did a study and there's these two cups. Let's say it's these two cups. If, if you're watching, you could see it. And if not, you could just imagine this. Same exact cups. Let's say there was no It's Emily on there, okay? Same exact water's poured in there. The only difference is one cup had written on it, love. Just the word love. The other cup, nothing. Nothing different. And then they got a microscope and they looked under the, the microscope uh, to see the, the structure of the molecules of water. Guess what was the difference? What? The water without the word love was just, the, the structures were all just all over the place, kind of just like whatever. There's no like uh, syn synchrony to it. The one that had the word love on it, there was a specific pattern that the structure of the water, the molecules, the hydrogen and oxygen would be together. It was almost making like these nice uh, patterns and symbols of, of uh, like almost like a snowflake. Mm. And what they found, and they tested this with all different words, they tested it with anger and, and hate, and they put even images on it. So it wasn't even words. And what they found is that just the power of the word, they were, it wasn't even spoken on that. It's even more powerful if you speak the words because your words have a vibration. And if it's words of high frequency, which you talk about the frequency scale, if it's higher frequency words of love, of yes. gratitude, of joy, it actually resonates and makes it a change. So even if you don't believe in prayer or you feel like you don't have a connection with God to the fullest ability, pray over your food because your food also has what? Water in it. Yeah. You will literally change the dynamic of the food by doing that. So for me, when I was still analytical, I was like, you know what? Even if this doesn't do anything different with my connection with mm -hmm. God, I was like, I know my food is going to be better equipped and I'm going to absorb it better. 
But then what it did is it got me in a habit. So now I'm praying before every meal. So good. That right yeah. there, I'll say, is, is one of the things that really just kept Can me committed. Can you do? You pray before every meal, no matter where we are. Plane, you know, restaurant, home. So great. What else? You have to, you, so with the Bible, there's, there's two things about consuming the Bible. And I didn't learn this till recently, and I had to really commit myself. Before, I was listening to a lot of things about the Bible, but there's two ways of digesting the Bible. There's either you are digesting it from you to God, which means you personally read it, or you're listening to a sermon or, or, or a message about the Bible, which means that there's God, that person digested it, and now they're giving you info. Both of them are incredible. And I, caught, I, got, I was caught in the loop where a lot of my digestion was from someone that already digested my message. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like a sermon. A sermon. And, I, and I would do the same thing. So, you know, because I know a huge question is how, how can I grow my faith? What are, what are the tips, tricks, whatever? <laughs> you know, first of all, you, it's, it's accepting and believing. But second of all, you know, listening to music, sermons, things like that, though, that is really what I did for such a long time and still do. But the missing link was actually reading scripture, actually doing daily devotions, because God will use the words to speak to you in a different way than what Jake is saying through a sermon or somebody else that's already put it together on their own. Yeah. And so there's nothing wrong with digesting and getting that those messages, listening to people's uh, verses, because that's what I was doing all day. But it's not until I, you know, very reluctantly picked up the Bible and yeah. I was so just like, Ugh. but I opened it up and I got the, uh, what was, what's the Bible that we got? The Joyce Meyer one? Yeah, from Brooke Thomas. Yeah. yeah we you're going to hear from. And you get you get the Bible and you read it yourself. So now you have the direct influence of it, and you can interpret it in your own ways and and and, and uh, understand it. But then there's so also good. there's also then description from Joyce Meyer that explains certain sections. So then you could get almost like that that other part, which is people are digesting it for you and helping you out. So then it makes sense. So, but I want to know like what what stood out for you? Like I, enough about me, you know. And I, I mean, geez, mm. it could be another whole other podcast. But like, what have you done? What, what really well, set you well the for me, level? like, li again, listen, like, I've always believed in God. I've always believed in Jesus. There wasn't a, I was never just trying to look around for other things. It was, there was things coming in my path that, because I love, I love everybody. I love everything. I'm a girl from Minnesota. I moved to California. I get in uh, different groups where people practice different things and it's, it's not of God. And so I'm surrounded by that and I'm just trying to do my best and I'm just trying to, you know, live my life and, and, and be the best I can be. And what I didn't realize that I was putting myself in situations and I was spending a lot of time with people mm. who didn't have the same beliefs as I did. And I think it's important to, to know people and to be friends with all people, yeah. but to constantly be breaking bread, if you will, with people that maybe don't pursue God, yeah. it eventually rubs off on well, you. Because it kind of did rub off. I mean, there would be seepage of, you know, deceit and, and 
and and misconception that they would come in just because they weren't of the same value. Right. right? And, what... and so what happened was, and it was just a God-ordained appointment, I, um, I knew something was off. And it's like, no matter, I hope everyone understands this, no matter how successful you are, no matter the money you have, the notoriety you have, like that crap, like it's, it's great to do great work, but it doesn't matter when, when I die, like that's, that's not going to matter. What matters is, was I a good and faithful servant? What matters is, is how did I live my life when I was here? And, you know, I really was missing something. And I meet people all the time that have things, this, that, they, they, something's missing. And mm -hmm. it was just completely coming into covenant, completely accepting Christ, completely like, this is it now. This is like the, like I'm, I'm not turning back. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, um, had a weekend where I went away and I was with other believers and people spoke to me, you know, and God really used them as the vessel. And I just really realized that I wasn't living my life to the fullest. And I just decided to step in and like, it's a decision. I, mm -hmm. I talk about all the time in business, you have to make the decision. You have to make the decisions yeah. to commit. And so I made that decision. And on the other side of it was like this massive relief. It was like my whole nervous system changed. My whole value system changed. My whole decision-making system, everything changed. Mm -hmm. Everything. And with the change comes daily practice. So like our friend Brooke Thomas and, and her husband, Brett, they have been huge mentors in our life that, you know, they're, they're, gosh, they're spiritual mentors, they're godparents, I feel, but, you know, really giving us great material that's easily digestible. So the Bible, we'll link it up in the show notes that we're talking about, um, to even taking daily communion, which we've learned from them, um, to, to, honestly just soaking up any bit of God's word and just like bathing myself in it. And like, it, it, it's the music in the room. It's, it's, it's praying over the room. It's everything I do now. Praying, it's praying every night. Praying, and even in our relationship, you know, and just making that sacrifice and, and making really hard decisions uh, that, you know, you know, private things, but like, you know, I'll just allude to it. Just like, you know, waiting till we're married for certain things. And, you know, it, it, it that is a big deal yeah, in 2023, deal. you know, and like, I'm just so grateful because I don't feel that shame. I don't feel that guilt. I don't, you know, and I just feel so free. Yeah. And I said this when we were walking into the studio today, my brain automatically, because I'm an achiever, it's like sometimes I'm not always joyful because I am so serious. Yeah. I'm so serious about my work, about life, and having a relationship with God, I feel like has made me more joyful. We're supposed to be joyful. It's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. And all those negative emotions, like, 
subside. And so it's all the things. It's also um, getting involved in a good Bible-based church yeah. and that discovery process as well. And like community, 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 community. It really community. does make a difference. I mean, community is huge. I didn't think it would be so big. I was like, oh, we're pretty good yeah. off by ourselves. You know, we'll focus. Yeah. But community really does play a big part. Community is huge because like, yeah. and that's what like, you know, when I make my list of what I want, what I pray for, like being in relationship with women that are believers is is so important like devote, to me. Devote, devote believers. who honor their husbands, honor their yeah. who who are, are cheerleaders for each other, yeah. who pray for each other, who and like that is what I have now and what I'm nurturing. Yeah. And I didn't. I thought I honestly am such an independent chick that I never knew that I needed that. I never knew that. And so... I'll just like, I thought you didn't need another man. I know. No, here you are. Yeah. So with everything you said there, it's so beautifully said, first off. Thank you for sharing that and for, for sharing just the, the heart, the depth of your heart for everyone. For someone listening, this message, you know, and there were, this, this message is for anyone and everyone, right? But for someone that I believe there's going to be this person listening right now that knows God, believes in God, maybe understands Jesus, understands he's part of God and all these things. But they want to take it a layer deeper, just like how you described all these new things you're feeling. But there's that scaredness. They don't know what to do, how to do it. If they want to go deeper like and really commit, what would your like tactical steps or your guidance be for that that person? I think you can come home again. I think it's time to accept Christ and maybe you did when you were little or maybe you had those times at church but like to just completely recommit your life to Christ and it's so simple to do by saying a simple prayer we can walk them through it wow and you know so accepting Christ as your lord and savior what does and that mean it means talking to him and accepting yeah. him as your father and saying a prayer and you begin your relationship with him. And, you know, he's waiting for you to take that one step. Yeah. Like, he's waiting. He never left. Like, he's literally waiting for you to take that step. And so taking that step and then building your world around the relationship yeah. is vital. It's, it, it is. And, and, and that's why, like, even in, in our new company, our It Factor Development Company, you know, I've made it so abundantly clear that it's faith-based because it's a community of entrepreneurs and they're going to be way more creative. They're going to have a peaceful heart. They're going to create good work. They're going to grow with Jesus if they're surrounded in it. Yeah. And surround yourself in community with that. And find a good, a good local church you can get involved in, you know, and then start reading and start watching things like The Chosen oh, on Netflix. And really you know, we'll, we'll send you all sorts of things. Um, but if you're listening and you're like, I, I have this, I'm on this mission, but you know people that aren't, send them this episode. Yeah. But then like be be a godmother, be a godfather to other people in your life that you know that they're searching and maybe they just don't yeah. know. Like 
Brooke Thomas was for me or is for me. There's nothing better that you can do than get so equipped with God's word, with understanding that then you can pour that out into them at the right time, just like what Brooke did. And one last thing before we go into that prayer, you mentioned about what does it mean to commit? And I loved how you described and said that it's to talk with God. That's it. it. It's not some like airy fairy. (laughs) This is, this is, this is the thing I want to really drive in. Because this is what changed it for me. Because mm. I was like, talk, how does this work? You know, I'm yeah, like, yeah. we're here, there's nothing. Yeah. It's a relationship. Yeah. What if it was a one-way conversation the whole time? Is that oh, a relationship? Nobody wants a one-way conversation. It's like... I would be like, peace out, we're done. You know what's the coolest thing? It's <laughs> like if you were like a little baby, a little kid, and you saw, uh, the, you know, those 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 phones with the, the pressing numbers before yeah. it's, it's touchscreen. Yeah. And you saw this, you had no clue what it is. And you're like, I'm supposed to hear something and you don't hear anything, but then you keep pressing random numbers and then eventually you eventually call someone else's number and you finally hear something and you get freaked out. And you're like, well, how that happened? You don't know how to repeat it. It's the moment you understand what God's phone number is and you know how to dial it every time, which is through prayer, which is through when you read the Bible, it's not just words. it's, It's a dialogue between you and God and you know how to dial that every time. Guess what? There's no more random chance of you picking up that phone and hearing or not hearing the word. That's how I see it. As you dial God's number, you do these things, you have a conversation, and you just listen. And it's not audible every time. But it'll be something that's subconsciously planted that when six months come in the future, Mm. you're like, that's what God told me at that moment. Yeah, amen. And there's a purification process that I believe, like the deeper you go with God, you just become more pure. Yeah. And when you're pure, like pure, pureness and shame, like they just can't coexist. No. And so it's, it's nothing better than having that pureness. I just feel like it's just like such a beautiful, light, yeah. loving presence to have. And only God can bring that. So, so beautiful. What do we do now? What do we say? Oh, so as we wrap up here. As we close off, thank you for so much for, for listening, first off, for opening your heart, you know, and we would have prayed before this, but we didn't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers right away, but it's <laughs> for opening your heart and to just listening. You're listening this long. And if something was sticking with you, if something hit you, if resonated with you, if you feel called, then, then we are just only going to ask what we would do personally, which is just pray for mm-hmm. Pray for the next steps, to pray for the acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. To say that I am ready and I'm committed. And, you know, I could tell you right now, it might just seem foolish to say that, oh, is everything going to change in my life? Maybe or maybe not. But only God knows that. But what's going to happen if you don't do it? There's right. a 100% chance nothing will change. Would you be comfortable leading them in this prayer? Absolutely. I'll, All I'll right. If you're prayer. driving, pull over on the side of the road, please. Or you, or just keep or you driving. can keep just, driving. Just, just, just listen and let yeah. it sit. Or close your eyes. So, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we are so, so grateful. In this moment, Emily and I are sitting here sharing your words that we asked for you to share. And now here, this this beautiful human is listening to it right now, not by accident, not by coincidence, but by perfect and divine alignment, Lord. And we acknowledge that, we accept that you are all perfect, all being, all knowing, all loving. 
and that there is no accidents in your kingdom, Lord, and there's always a purpose for you. So, Father, we are just praying a blessing. We pray comfort over this person listening right now, this beautiful human. We let them know that they are protected. It doesn't matter if we're halfway across the country right now, Lord. You're the Lord of the universe. This is just a tiny little speck in this entire universe, this little earth. So we are all connected, Lord, but it is under connecting of your one truth, Father. And we pray right now for this amazing human that if they're ready to accept you, that they just say, Lord, that Jesus, I, I give you my life. And, and it's, it's more than just giving the life, Lord. It's just taking that next step. Father, and we just pray that they could just say no to the things that do not serve you anymore, that they could have eyes that see things differently so they don't shame or guilt themselves or others, but they accept mm. and respect them. But they move forward in your one walk and one, one truth, Lord. So make your Holy Spirit known to them. Be with them forever and always onward as they continue to call upon you. And we just allow this moment to be just such a divinely appointed moment, Father. Bless them in their ways. Bless their yes, family. Yes. Pray. So pray this prayer. Father God, I give you my life. I'm going to fully trust in you to direct my footsteps. And today is the beginning of a new relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Well, now I'm going to cry and ball my head off. Well, I, I, what, let's the next steps, the next yeah. steps for you. Um, I would say is get the resources we put in the get show the notes. Resources, that, send that us book, a message. That book, we'll start watching The Chosen. It's a yeah. very cool, very, we'll link you video. up. We'll link yeah. you up. But if something yeah. changed, even if you accepted this prayer or not, or you just, just felt moved, please send Emily, send myself a message on Instagram. You know, we want to continue yeah. this walk. We want to support for you. Sure. We want to hear that. But I just got to acknowledge you, Emily, for doing this, for allowing this to happen. This is the first time on your show. So I'm sure there's going to be many more, but I, I could only imagine the amount of courage, the amount of discernment you have to say, you know what? I could be backlashed by this. I could ruffle people's feathers. I could be looked differently at. But you put that all aside because you knew like what you wanted to do and you were absolutely divinely called to bring that and i can yep. just see just how special this message will thank be for you. so many people so i really want to acknowledge you for thank that. you You're so beautiful thank you yeah thank you for being here i'm glad to add a little bit of insight so maybe so, maybe more to come more to come all right all right god bless bye-bye